You're listening to Darling Shine, a podcast by Chloe Fisher and myself, Elodie Pullen. Join us as we blindly navigate and unpack the raw and often unspoken experiences of womanhood, grief, friendship, and everything in between. Encompassing all emotions, ugly and beautiful, we've made a promise for ourselves to find our shine and build a life of triumph and joy. Darling Shine is your survival kit to the unexpected shit life throws at you. Britt was just saying before... If I had have known we were going to get this many listeners, I would not have. I would not have um, signed would not up. Have, for I would shit. not have signed up for this shit. <laughs> and I was like, no. I literally had no idea this was possible. And I mean, up until like a few weeks ago, I was like, how am I going to get out of this? Like, how the fuck are you going to keep going? <laughs> I was out? actually thinking about that the other day. I was like, Do you reckon we're going to fully forget, like, run out of stuff to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I never thought as well we get like brands approach us and want to sponsor episodes too. I never thought this would potentially become a job, um, you know. I just can't yeah, even. It's crazy. And I I think as well to have the sponsors to have come on board so early in the piece, we're all just like, holy dooly, yeah. okay, well, now we're, we're, we're navigating a new thing that we both have Literally. never done before, but where we hope that you guys have enjoyed it so far. We're absolutely winging it. We very quickly that handed that over to Brit because we were like, fuck, <laughs> dealing with sponsors. I've got literally no idea. Because Elle and I, we, we, we pretty much talked about it for a few weeks because we're obviously both going through IVF at the same time and then Elle was going through all her grieving and still is. And I we were like, fuck, we should do a podcast. People kept on saying this to us. And I, oh, maybe. And without really thinking about it, we 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 just jumped in and we're like, well, we need a producer. And I, Elodie and I were from the very beginning, we, we wanted to do this independently and we didn't want to go through a network. We really wanted to do it, have mm. the control to be able to talk about and do whatever we want on these um on the podcast without having someone telling us sort of like yeah. giving us limitations. And yeah, this one night I was we're at a friend's birthday. Elodie wasn't there and I was like oh what about Brit and we literally I asked Brit that night I was like do you guys do you want to do you want to be a, a producer for Elodie and I's podcast she's like I have never done this before but sure why not and, and at that point I was I, still like no we're not doing a podcast don't be stupid I can't talk on like a microphone and you were just so confident and I was like shit she's really keen I don't know what to say like I don't think I can do this <laughs> But and here we, here we are. are. But I feel I guess, heaps more comfortable already. Like what what are we like eight episodes in? I don't know. Yeah, and I it's definitely not the same though doing it side by side. Like I, I feel like I miss being in the room with you two doing it and the you know, know. the energy of us all and the excitement that we get and the emotions. I feel like yeah, yeah. I definitely miss I definitely being in the room. I know. And it's hard when we get emotional and we can't like cuddle. But, yeah, yeah, pretty much Chloe and I were just getting so many questions all the time and, like, with what I, I'm going through in my my story, um, I guess it captivated heaps of people and I just kept, like, so many questions every day and I physically didn't have don't have capacity to reply to these people and a lot of them are widows too and I just felt bad and I just knew that there was some place where hopefully we could talk and help people, make people feel heard. Um but, yeah, 
crazily enough, I mean, Chloe's probably used to this for years, but lots of people were like, you're such an inspiration. I look up to you. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Why would you look up to me? I'm like just trying to survive over here. Like I'm, I don't feel like an inspiration. I'd be like, mum, apparently I'm an inspiration. And she'd be like, no, you fuck off. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know. We're starting a podcast. And she was like, what? Don't you dare. <laughs> like, don't, don't you get on a microphone. Like, and also don't swear either. I'm like, well. Someone actually wrote well, like, in to us and said, um, I love your podcast so much. I reckon you should change the name to like something about an F-bomb or something. I know. I feel like I, 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 I've tried every episode to, to rein it in because that first episode when I listened back, I was horrified by my potty mouth. It was disgusting. But I feel like I, I've stopped saying the F-bomb as much. But I think going off the, in, the social media thing as well, another reason why for me personally, why we we got on and started this podcast was because obviously with my IVF journey and my fertility journey, I, I, I did dive into it on my personal social media, but then we it, it kind of got so deep and I really did want to kind of separate things and and like a lot of my audience is both male and female and I feel like when I started talking about so, so much girly stuff, um, mm. I I don't know. I just feel like people, it, it's not what, I don't know. It's not that they weren't following me for that, but I was just like, I just was getting quite sad and it was just so, yeah. I wanted a platform to be able to express how I'm feeling um, to and people relate. that actually got it and that are actually interested. And I just didn't want to bore everyone else on my personal page of this. And like, you know, it. I think now so. we've and- started the podcast in like 98 percent of you are female which is epic um shout out to the two percent of men I don't know who you are (laughs) you obviously get shit as well probably Um, our dads and stuff (laughs) I mean but so I mean like lots of the topics especially when we're talking about progesterone last week a few girls have written in and just going that was I was laughing when I reposted on our social media about the the woman was like the person who invented progesterone was definitely not a woman. And I was like, that is fucking amen to that. 100%. Because it's horrific. Um, I did not but, yes, yeah, so we, we, we really just wanted to start this to be able to have this community within you. And, you know, we, we're still working on creating this Facebook. I know we have a Facebook page, but we want to make a Facebook closed group for just women and for our listeners but that's on our to-do list we will do that one day so we can actually start the conversations with you guys and you guys can also share like where you're at with things and have a bit of a a support Mm. network um because i we know that you a lot of you write into us and we have so many messages every single day and so much support and so many suggestions and tips and advice and it is it is literally impossible for us to get back to everyone. So by starting this community, we really just wanted to be able, wanted people to be able to speak um, about it more freely and, 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 and feel like you're not alone because yeah. It, Make like a little family on there, a little Facebook family um, community. A little darling shine family. Cute. So we will do that. Um, and let's also talk about like content creators on Instagram and making money off Instagram. Um, you've obviously kind of done a bit of that for a few years now, Chloe. Oh yeah, spring that one on me. Um, yeah, well I, well I mean I guess being on the road. I mean my social media. I never really started my page ever to be 
and I hate the word influencer, but an influencer or anything like that. It was it was purely from Paul and I being on the road. We, you know, I actually when I met Paul, it was actually it was pretty funny. When I met Paul in Bali all those years ago, he had a BlackBerry. I remember. He literally didn't have any. He had Facebook, so that's how we kind you of were in touch. Started but him on Instagram. Instagram had started, and like it was like all new. It was very fresh, but he didn't even know what he didn't mm. have Instagram. He literally had a freaking BlackBerry, yeah. which is um, pretty funny. And so yeah, we started his Instagram when we were in Bali when we met. Um, but I guess both of our audience have just organically grown over the years, just through our travels, and people are interested in where we are and like our recommendations for places, and it's kind of just stemmed from that. And I, I think that I'm, I take pride and Elodie can probably say the same for herself is any brands that I work for, um, I don't I don't take on everything, no way. Like, and I'm not in it for the money or anything like that when people, that people are just take them, take the jobs, take the jobs. But I'm like, that's not me. I, every single client and brand that I work for, I've either worked for for years and I'm really passionate about their product. And, you know, like we have, like I've worked with, like I've used the Maymo products for years and I love their products and, you know, so that seems like that is a great fit for me because I genuinely use it. Esme, I use their brand as well. This is just skincare-wise. But so a lot of the clients that I do work for are repeat clients because I've got this relationship and they're, I guess, like family. I would never yeah. take something that does not fit for me. So um, it's actually funny. A lot of the girls sometimes whenever I post about things, um quite often well Erica actually sent me a little screenshot the other day she's like I've been influenced again and she sent me like a, a photo of all of her Nat V underwear that she bought so good um so a lot of our friends definitely joke about that with myself just going you've influenced yeah, me they're like oh you got me <laughs> I'm like sorry <laughs> But, but yeah, no, everything is a hundred percent genuine mm. um that you'll see on my personal page anyway and obviously on the Darling Shine um, account to all yeah, our sponsors. Same. And I struggle. I, I do struggle. Like I struggled with it before I even started to get into it. Um, but brands, like for me personally, brands are like my friends. Like I don't mess around with anyone that doesn't know me, respect me, respect my story and what I'm going through. And I find like now I've made friends with like the brands that I work. I mean, I say no to 90% of the shit because Sometimes I'd rather just be poor than like sell my soul, but the brands, <laughs> but the brands that I have said yes to and have worked with and like say doing like any social media stuff with, I honestly do feel like we've got this ongoing, I kind of know them now and they like, they, I mean, obviously things are about numbers for them, but I feel like they actually chose me for me kind of not just like for the the statistics as well. And like, uh, yeah, I just try and put my own spin on things, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I think with like a like, I guess people wanted to follow. Hey, by the way, actually, just interrupt your stories as well. Crack me up, Paul and I were dying the other night when <laughs> what we were, was when, this? when you were, oh, the um, olive oil when you're talking olive about your oil. olive oil, and Paul's <laughs> like, "Oh my god, is she saying olive oil or olive oil?" And I was 
we were trying to FaceTime you and you weren't answering. Oh, but my God. But we're pissing ourselves. And also I must, that when, I you must... put the, when you when you put the, the cream on your belly and then you held your hand to the camera, <laughs> I was like, nah, stick a fork in me, I'm done. You literally was, I was dying at that. Oh, my God. But, I was like, should I re- redo this? Because I just fucking put nah. my hand up to the camera. What a dumbass accidentally. Oh, my God. But so many people messaged me and was like, oh, my God, not me leaning in to sniff the hand. I did. I literally put the phone to my nose to sniff. Oh, my God. That's so fucking funny. I'm pretty sure most oh. people would have done that as well. And we know that obviously we can't smell shit, but we were just like, we're on the journey with you. Far out. That shit smells so good, though. It's honestly not a joke. Because um, I'd been coming over to Chloe's and every time I come over, I'm like, mm, this stuff smells so good. Let's put it on me. So I knew that that I knew that I loved that stuff already. But I, I am by. so I stick to my like olive oil is my day dot but yeah that stuff smells amazing so like going out and smell like chumps dad's like well it's that delicious smell i'm like "Mm, yeah bang and bod but yeah um obviously for me i was super careful with like brands suddenly approaching me because i knew my profile was growing and it wasn't for reasons like i didn't want to do that stuff people actually wanted to see me um thrive through my grief and like watch my story which was really beautiful so kind of when things came through at the start, I was like, no, 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 this isn't the point. And then it came, it was a little bit like, wow, some of it is really authentically me. I've got two mortgages to pay now on my own and a baby on the way. Um, Lots of widow, lots of people assume that widows get like some sort of, you know, like life insurance or super, well, like no one needs, this is no one else's business, but Trump did not even have super. He was an athlete. He he didn't get paid like some sort of salary. His income was weird. Yeah. He didn't have any super, so I didn't get any of that. And he had no life insurance, which is weird because he was an athlete. Um, but because he didn't have a super, there was no life insurance on that. So, I mean, not that I should justify myself at, at all, but, yeah, I've got all the bills to pay on my own now. So got a hustle, girl. Yeah, I've got um, – I'm the man of the house. I've got to provide for my doggy and my baby and my mortgages. But, no, I very much, like, literally research – I mean, all the brands that I do work with, which is only, like, three. <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> as though I'm some, like, big wig. I literally say no to them all. But I'm always like, fuck, what, what would Chumpy do right now? Like, what would he do, seriously? And then I like I fully research and analyze and then yes, just make sure it's authentic to me. So but no, but literally my social media is there to uh, like people message me and it blows my mind. They're like, oh, you helped me get out of bed today. Like, or if I don't, for example, post a sunrise of rummy at the beach, people message me like, Are you okay today? Did you get out of bed? Like I've been thinking of you. And I'm like, oh my god, fuck, I just forgot to take my phone or something, you know. Like it, it's oh, wild how like people just love the consistency of like um, just the, root, the daily routine. So, yeah, my Instagram and social media for me is personally way more about just being a positive influence on people and just being really I mean, real. and what a journey though for people to be on with you. I mean, everyone you, is so interesting. I mean, it oh. actually blows my mind that people think I am. Um, like I can't, I ne- like I truly ever, never, ever, ever thought I would he- be like, like I would help people and be this positive influence. Like I, I've always just been like a fun, loving, happy person and just like love being with my friends and having good vibes always. It, it's just wild that people like at such a mass respond to 
I don't know what I'm going through. When I feel like I'm merely just surviving every day, like sometimes it's like getting through this day is a fucking milestone and I pat myself on the back, Um, but that's helping people and everyone handles their situations differently. So if I'm handling mine like this, it's going to help someone handle a completely other situation that they're going through another way too. But, yeah, I mean, could ramble on about that shit for ages, couldn't I? A bit boring. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, no, let's go a little update about you, Chloe, IVF and the results you got back and everything. Last week was honestly traumatic. um, Yeah, so... Even recording this today, we were like on the fence with recording it because we I, it's been a bit of a rough, a rough, rough moment before this episode, um, which we're not even going to talk about. Um, but yeah, I've just been a massive emotional wreck the last week. Um, so I got my I had I, I got my period back exact like a month exactly after the DNC. Um, so that was good, and I would I knew that because last time I had a DNC. I got my period back straight away because my period is usually very consistent. Um, and so, yeah, I, my, I feel like I, I'm getting back there to normal with my body. I got more results back of the bloods that I got and everything is normal. Um, Which is I frustrating. Got, well, most 99.9% was normal. I got one thing that I did get back that was not normal was the mthfr gene i that came back that they detected that was what do you what do you call it brit the motherfucking gene well yeah i think people call it the motherfucking gene but anyway i've done a lot of research into it i had both of the genes were mutated so but look it it does say that these can be linked it can be reasons for this can be linked Mm. to miscarriage but my doctor didn't seem to um think that this is a massive issue um and I spoke to Tia who is my naturopath um about what I can do and basically I need to add a folinic acid supplement which for me is is a lot because I'm already taking so many supplements and I'm just trying to wrap my head around like is what is going on inside my Mm. body like why is is this a lot of stuff that I'm taking but also basically Sorry, that, yeah. that you said the folinic acid. Let's just preface that's not the same as folic acid. It's a different one, right? Yeah. yeah. So basically I already take my prenatal vitamins, which do which does have folic acid yep. within it, but it's a different type. I think it's like a synthetic, like it's just like broken down differently when mm. you digest it. So um, I have got those supplements now and I'm now taking those. Um, I also... I'm taking, I ended up buying that DHEA from the oh, Whole yeah. Foods this week. No one really told me to take it, but fuck it, I'm going to take it anyway. <laughs> How's it feel? Um, the book, which starts with an egg, the book that I was taking, um, mm. the book that I was reading, which I is amazing, by the way. We'll put that in the show notes because if anyone that's going through IVF or struggling to conceive, I would highly recommend reading that book. It's a lot of information, but, um, but, it's all like it just it's all different like um stages of trying to conceive whether Mm. you're doing IVF whether you're doing IUI whether you've had recurrent miscarriages there's just all these different supplements and all these different things um and the information around it what you can do and DHEA was a big part of that and 
I wasn't taking it, so I thought, fuck it, might as well, can't kill me. Might um, as well add so, another pill onto the list. There's already like 400. Yeah, it's so another. hectic because I'm so bad at taking tablets, so it takes me so long in the morning to get them down, but I'm <laughs> I'm getting better at it. Um, yeah. And then it, I'm going to try and get this out without crying. <clears throat> so oh, I got... I got the results back from the biopsy that, that they took um, from the baby that they took out recently um, and we were basically waiting for these results to see if there was a, any chromosome abnormalities and sure enough, there wasn't. And the so that's epic. It's actually it's annoying because when you get these test results back, like although you want to be completely, you want to be normal and healthy, it's frustrating when you're having all these issues and you're getting all these tests back, which are saying everything's normal, and it's like no, we want to get to the root of the problem. What's the fucking problem that you're spending thousands and thousands of dollars on, and then they're coming back and they're just like, oh yeah, it's nothing. But um, I guess once I got that those results back the doctors were like you know we can find out the gene of the baby we know the gene the gender of the baby um if you want to find out you can find out and at this point I was like home I was like home alone and Paul was out I think with the boys playing golf and I was like well fuck of course I'm going to find out what the what the gender of the baby is like it it, why not like I didn't get to find out the last miscarriage but yeah so it was a little baby boy. Um, little Bubba fish. Yeah. When I had the opportunity to find that out, that moment from like me emailing them back saying mm. like, of course, I'd like to know the gender. Like I was like literally w- walking around my house and I had the worst anxiety. Like my my heart was p- pounding through my chest and I was like, is this the right decision? Is this not the right decision? Should be finding out. Um, and yeah, so when they told me it was just, oh, it, it just made it all feel just, it brought back all the feels. And I feel like since then I have been pretty fragile. I've been extremely emotional. I feel very disconnected from everybody. Um, it's really hard because Paul, uh, like, he's extremely supportive and like we have the best relationship in the world and I love him we love each other so much but it's again going off even last um week's episode it's really hard for people to understand how someone going through IVF is really feeling or like really it is really hard for people to support people that are going through it unless they've been through it and they know because it's yeah it it hurts like it really 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 hurts really deep and I'm and I'm not going to say that I'm good because I'm not good at all um but and I think it's really hard for like I literally just have been crying to Elodie for the last like hour on the phone before this and I've just like built up the strength to do this episode um and it's hard to not have Elle there and, like, to be able to cuddle each other and, like, I'm sitting in this room yeah. recording this and, I, you know, I it, just that having that uh, touch and that emotion oh. and that, and, like, just having you there, mm. it, I do, I miss that a lot. Um, it's not the same. Because I just don't feel like boys just, they just don't understand. No. And they I just, think, they just don't. Yeah, and IVS very much, like, it's it's the female and your body's going through everything so the hormones and then the emotions on top of the hormones so you're feeling it a hundred times more i mean every guy is different of course 
but and I think I, at that, the um, same token it's also great that you do have Paul to be like you know pull you out yeah. of it and have that yeah. positivity on it um to help you through but yeah yeah I think it's a, I it's just, a very lonely it is can be just a very lonely journey and I and I do like on that like I, I know a lot of people write to us and say like you know thank you, you you know, you're making me feel like you're not alone. They're not, you guys aren't alone. And like, we're support, trying to be supportive, but no, it's, it's, it's an extremely, it's an extremely lonely place. And I, like, I, I do like talking about it, but sometimes I can't even get the words out. And it's just, I literally, the first person that I told when I found out that, that he was a little baby boy, I told Elodie and Elodie called me and I we again just like yeah we just cried cried and it's it's sad so I don't know I'm I'm in like a really weird mental state at the moment um yes I'm on the road a lot and it's it's definitely helping me keep my mind off things but at the end of the day it's a very internal process and it's a very internal thing to that I'm digesting every single day and it's like a silent exactly like we said last week it's a silent it's although I am speaking about it right now what I'm processing in my mind and in my body without being vocal is like a whole nother realm and yeah that's the hard part um and but you know that there's so many people as well going through this around the world and you're being a voice helping so many people but when you don't have friends that literally are in the exact same position as you and aren't seeing that light at the end of their tunnel it's hard when you can't just pick up the phone and have a chat with that person who's literally in it with you like obviously you and me did IVF together so I completely understand everything and there are so many people literally in your boat um, where they feel like they are at a standstill at the moment with their fertility but yeah it's it's hard because every everyone around us is is pregnant and that's that just adds a whole nother layer emotionally and you feel like a lot of them you can't pick up the phone and be like do you understand what I'm going through you know yeah no I had 100% and and when you found out it was a little bubba boy I guess it just bring it gave that beautiful little embryo like a life it was more than just you know yeah it it just it was crazy like yeah yeah, and I think that real. Paul and I discussed as well, like naming him. But we we kind of it, it was just it, it it was a really tough day, and I think that we kind of just like just mm-hmm. left it for the moment because I just couldn't process it. I'm just like I just need, like you said, it's just like every day is a different day, and I, I feel like I'm very mixed at the moment because I have so much information, so many, so much advice, so many suggestions. Everything's just flooding in, and it's like a, a like a brain overload for me and I think that what like makes me so upset is like if I'm not hustling and I'm not trying to literally work out anything that could be wrong like if I'm not researching Mm. and constantly doing all this stuff like who is doing this for me nobody like I I it's and I'm confused I just don't know like I'm I'm racking my brain every single day going what am I doing wrong? Like, why am I failing at this? And why can't I, like, my body is, I'm good. Like, I'm, I I don't know. I'm literally, my brain doesn't fucking work anymore. I don't, they don't get it. Yeah. And it's not like Uh, doctors are just working around the clock for you. Like, you know, you're in the States and you're Googling, trying to figure out all these other avenues that could be wrong with your body. Um, 
very much on your own. And I think that it's dark. Like I don't, I actually do not see the light at the end of the tunnel. I know that I will have a baby and I will never, ever, ever give up. Like I will be a mother and that's not a question. There's no questions about that, but it's just extremely difficult right now because I just can't, I can't envision it. And even the moment that I do fall pregnant, I'm petrified of that moment because I've already lost so much and it's it's just like and even like you get to the 12 really scary thought people are always like oh you know you get to the 12 or the 13 mark week mark whatever it is and and you're fine after that you can breathe but actually no we've had friends lose babies at like 20 something weeks like yeah it's just and we sounds like we don't mean to sound like such downers but it's it is so scary like I'm even so scared and I want to also just say as well, like I know that I'm telling you my journey, but there, there is, I'm trying, I'm like, it is essentially it's painting the picture that falling pregnant is so hard, but it isn't. Like for most people, it isn't hard to fall pregnant. And like, and then that's their journey. Like most mm. most of our friends have fallen pregnant very easily, whether it's they've tried once or twice, yeah. they just have stopped using protection, they've gone off birth control, they're, and it was essentially easy and it was Mm. they didn't think about it and it just happened so don't I'm not trying to scare people off by saying all this crazy stuff that I'm going through I'm just like there are people that are going through it as well but the majority of people do find it easy to fall pregnant but um, so if you're a young person listening and maybe you're not in a relationship and you're thinking oh my god these chicks are you know painting a really bad picture of fertility and will I ever have a baby you know, you're probably not in our boat. Who knows? Get, I would say get your eggs. This is what me and Chloe always say. We wished we did when we were like 18. Just We wish we got our AMH tested, which is your egg count. Because if your eggs are low, you might just think about freezing them when you're younger and then using them later on 10 years later when you get into a relationship yeah. and you're ready. So, yeah, we don't mean to be freaking anyone out. <laughs> we're just trying to yeah. be open and honest. Also, I think a few people, um, just before we move off the IVF topic of myself, a few people have been asking about some side effects of IVF Mm. and both Elle and I, I know that we, we were pretty lucky. We didn't, uh, like a lot of people have these, a lot of side effects when you're doing all the hormones and all the medication and stuff like that. But we were pretty lucky. I mean, I, my only issue that I really had was I was getting really, really bloated, um, and like to the point where my I looked like I was completely pregnant because when you're stimulating the follicle growth and you're having maybe sometimes, I mean, I was, wasn't getting very many, but I can't even imagine people that were having 30 or something follicles grown. Yeah. They're like two centimetres in size each and your belly is just like you. But you I, did I'm, have a belly. I was only having 10 or 12 at this one time that I was really bad and I was like, whoa, I cannot breathe. I'm so freaking bloated. But as well, all the um, amount of injections that you were doing each, you were doing like double what I was doing. And I think just the injections and the scar tissue and the, the bruising is what bloats you as well, yeah. like as well as the follicles. And then also the only other thing was, which I've spoken as about as well is the hormonal acne. And I would like to let you guys all know that what I did start trying has been working because my skin mm. has been a hundred times better um, so it's mainly around my chin area and my mouth area. It's almost like, um, how do you, what's that dermatitis called? Perioral. 
Is that the one? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah Ur- that one. So basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, from the recommendations from people on my Instagram, I bought the um, EFAs, which is like an essential fatty acids tablet, and D, I think the brand was DMK. Um, so I've been taking those, just another supplement. <laughs> Um, I'm going to put all these in our stories because it definitely has worked for me. This mm. just what I've been using anyway. Um, also it was a night, I think you pronounce it niacinamide and it's a, a product from the ordinary and it's like a serum. So I've been doing that. I, that definitely dries out your skin a lot. So I've, I've kind of like alternate days, but that's helped. It's fully cleared it a lot. And then there's this, also this one other moisturizer that I have been using as well and it's a it's kind of thick it's it the brand starts with an a and I will find that and I will post it in my stories but yeah it's really it's it's for dermatitis and for people that have got like really dry mm. skin so I've been like smothering that on morning and night and I definitely from using those three products can say that um that it has cleared it up a bit. Like I don't have any of these big pimples or rashes on my face. Um, yeah, and then also there's, so there's, there's also another um, product by Esme, which I just sort of have been on off using and it's like a green mint. Yes, um, the minty green smoothie. Anti, yeah, it's yeah. an anti-redness because I feel like my, my face has been quite red from yeah. doing it. Also, I've been using that on off as well. Um, and And in addition to that, Someone recommended don't wash your face morning and night. And as you know, I'm like addicted to my Mamo products and I'm like a freak face washer. Mm. Um, so I have just been using the cleanser and then the fruit enzyme refiner like alternate days, but only at night. And I don't wash my face with product in the mornings, just water. So that is my acne update. Um, I was going to say a lot of people have been asking us where Elodie and Chumpy met and their little love story. Oh. So I want Elle to go into that story and you can explain to everybody how you guys met and, mm. and you guys fell in love. Yes. I um, I just realised I thought I told the story in the first episode, but I obviously didn't. So you were actually there that night, Chloe. It was that Laura and one of our best friends at 21st. Um, so... I had actually, I, I've honestly recently only just gotten out of another relationship. I remember I was about to call Laura because I was so devo that day. I was like so sad and I was going to be like, I don't, I'm so sorry. I know like you're my, one of my best friends, but I just, I don't feel up to coming like I'm devo. Um, and I actually wasn't going to come, but then the girls came over and just pulled me out and was like, it's fucking Laura's 21st. You're not missing this. Don't be a little shit. And I was like, yeah, who the fuck am I? I'm getting up. I'm going. Let's get drunk. The theme was 21Z. Yeah, 21Z was the theme. So we were all dressed up in like um, full onesies. Like some chicks were wearing wetsuits. What were you? Were you wearing like a? I was, I had a few outfits. I did a costume oh, change. I'm pretty sure. Chloe had like <laughs> costume changes and shit. Who do you think you I are? I had like a silver onesie <laughs> and then I changed into a uh, wetsuit. So, yeah. I think. That was the first and only time I've ever worn pink. So I had a pink onesie thing on. Very cute. Um, but anyway, so Chump, um, Chump, we've got like a whole bunch of friends. So heaps of the guys are friends with Chump through Nate Johnson, who's also a snowboarder. And yeah, he's our good mate. 
And yeah, all the girls in the guys group is like all intertwined. So Chump was at the party. I was at the party. Um, we were just all having a hell time. And then at one moment, um, Chump and I were like, he was walking up the stairs and I was walking down the stairs and we just locked eyes. And like, I think we were like, hey, and gave each other a cuddle. We didn't know each other too well. But we knew of each other and we'd met it a few times because he was always playing gigs at Tully, our other good mates' parties, and he was always playing guitar and I was always like, oh, my God, like this guy's just amazing. But, like, yeah, he, he was always travelling overseas. I was like, oh, he's probably got, like, 400 chicks overseas. Like, <laughs> and, you know, just it was never a thing, but I was like, wow, this guy's like, I don't know, he always had this big presence and we'd just watch him from afar and just, oh, that chumpy guy. Anyway, um. We, so I honestly didn't really know him personally ever, but we were just like, hey, like said hi, had a hug. And then, yeah, he didn't leave my mind the rest of the night, which was weird because. Love at first sight. Yeah. And I was having this chat with Chump's parents the other day and we were talking about how like I we we disagree that like what we had was kind of unique. And um, so anyway, later on in the night, we ended up chatting heaps and then getting on the dance floor and having a kiss and um it was just like this honestly what 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 it was was like a full-on coming home kind of love it was like this burning love and we just knew we had to be together it was not even a question it was just like everything fell straight into place like a gridlock and it was honestly like a coming home and I I mean that in the sense that and I've never thought this way before. And I never, Chump, it didn't, Chump and I did not talk about this. Like I've never been overly spiritual until now. Um, but I just know that we've been together in other lifetimes. I just know we have because we moved so fast. I moved in with him straight away. Um, and, and yeah, everything was just like we just knew we had to be together. And I know that we'll be together again. I just have no doubt. Um, I, I think we've just. Yeah, it just was like so meant to be and like meant to be sounds so lame. Lots of people are meant to be and, you know, but it was just so real and authentic. Like we just, Mm. we were just attached after that. We did not stop talking, although he went away. When he came back, we were just on and it wasn't, there was no effort to it. It was so easy. It just happened and it just evolved and it was so perfect. And who the fuck would ever move in with someone like straight away? But it was just so right. My family (laughs) fell in love with him straight away. Um, it was just, everything was so perfect. And from day dot, everything was ours. It was like, I was like, oh, let's go back to like your apartment or whatever. No, it's our apartment. Like he'd be like, it's ours. What are you talking about? Like he was just so like, it was just us. We were such a solid unit from the get go. And, um, it was kind of weird. Cause I guess we were so young. I was 20 and like all of our friends, like, I don't know. I just felt like I was in this very serious relationship although it was so easy and effortless and like just we were just doing our thing just organically being together but I was in this like marriage I'd say from day dot like we were just so on and yeah like I I just like our other friends just like you know like they're you know like way more casual boyfriend type things and I'd be like wow I'm like full I'm locked in forever this is it we're like married everything is shared like yeah it's just I don't know it was weird yeah just the best thing ever and I know we'll be together again and life has just thrown us some fucked up shit and it's not fair he he should be here and he should have 70 more years left to help me bring up our bubba and I just cannot believe life 
this this is my life like yeah honestly baffled I always think back to his music and he like the songs that he wrote when he was like 16 with his sister all about like the world being too big for him and this mate this man-made world with like all the buildings there's no place for him here and he just loves being under the ocean and like all these lyrics across through all his songs almost like he he was he was never like a spiritual person or anything like that but I feel like it's almost like he intuitively knew he I'd say like like, he was like another dimension like you know he 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 used to like laugh more than all of us always yeah like Chloe would get her little diamonds out and charge them in the moon and Chumpy would be rolling (laughs) my diamonds like oh yeah your crystals he'd be like what the fuck are you doing Chloe's like oh I'm so spiritual but like Chumpy I think just organically was so in tune with life and um he was on a different he was so connected I want to learn about that literally on another level and people would always say like um, I get this all the time. Oh, I remember like I I walked past you and Chump in the street before and I didn't know who you, you were but I felt this this aura around him, like this energy and like people would always kind of like, like he was like the guy if he walked into a room people would gravitate towards and I'd be like what is it about fucking Chumpy? Like seriously. Uh, it was just and- like he ran on this other level and I think he was so just worldly and in tune with like I nature. think that that's when people talk about like there's those different frequencies and like mm. I, I want I don't know anything about it but I I've heard people talk about that and I feel like that he was just like running it he was just yeah, yeah. he he was he was always it, oh, I I, I like I obviously Chump okay. didn't know he was going to go but I think there's something about predestiny or subconscious or like something in his subconscious which made him extra in tune and extra aware of the world and energy and where he's at and like the songs he wrote just like kind of I'm thinking about them so much more now when I listen to them like obviously I didn't think that way before when he was alive I was just like oh these are cool lyrics how'd you pull them up out and now I'm like oh my god how did you think about this and then this happens to you like he talks about being found at the bottom of the ocean in songs find me at the bottom of the ocean is the start of one of his songs. I think it's Sea Whiskers. You can listen on Spotify. It honestly blows my mind because that's what's happened to him. It's um, wild. Yeah. It's and where did, he, where did he um get his – where did he get his nickname, Chumpy, though? Everyone asks this. And Chump used to always be like, I wish I had a better story for this. Like I need to make something up. Um, so his parents, they're like always nickname everyone. So I'm called Spaghetti Features, but – now I'm like not I'm not as long and skinny anymore, so I should just be called my, like little was, nugget what is, it, what is my nickname for what is uh, my nickname for them? Oh, don't they call you Little Fish? Little Fish, yeah. yeah. Everyone has a little nickname. So they're really good with that. Um but no, they so yeah, he was always called like heaps of different things when he was younger, like tripping over because he used to fall over all the time, you know, like as a full on baby, like when he's just learning how to walk. And then I think he got like a bit chubby potentially like but then I look at baby photos and he's kind of not so I don't know but they called him chumpy and when you think about that word it is so random but now that he's just been chumpy forever it just seems so normal to me because it just stuck everyone called him chumpy and then he went through his snowboard career and it was just every single one every single person knew him as chumpy and we would go to the banks you know to do like mortgages and you know, serious things like having meetings and it wouldn't be, hey, Alex, it would be, hey, Chumpy. 
That's like, so wild that that's stuck so hardcore. Literally, and because when we first got together, although I knew him as Chumpy, I was like, well, all of his mates call him Chumpy, so I'm going to call him Alex, and he literally just doesn't answer. Like, it's, <laughs> it's Chumpy. And, yeah, I, I remember going to Eden and, like, one of the first few times I'd met his parents, I was like, what's what's with, like, Alex? Like, because they call him Chumpy too. And they, they'd literally scratch their heads and be like, why the fuck did we call him Alex? Is such a, like, so <laughs> random. They'd be like, it's Chumpy. Like, they, yeah, even if they hear Alex, they're like, who's that? <laughs> I love that. But, yeah, just definitely stuck that name. So, actually, we did get a few questions because, obviously, you and me, Chloe, both in been in quite long-term relationships now. Um, Heaps of people have asked us for tips and what do we think makes a long-term relationship work? It's actually funny because Paul and I, we've obviously, when I first met him, I had a full-time job in an office. So we did spend, we actually did long distance for the first 12 months, I'd like to say. I Mm. think that the longest we were apart was like three or four months at a time. Um, I don't think relationships are always meant to be easy. Like lots of people will say the hardest thing you do is have like a, a a long-term marriage and like a life with one person because you do have to work at it. But from my experience, I th- I think I, I just got – like I think you and me both just got lucky. Um, I yeah. think mine was very easy. I'm pretty chill though. I think that – I honestly think there's nothing more attractive than someone doing their thing. Like I am so stoked to see Chump go overseas – snowboard and do his thing party over there go for it celebrate your wins I'm absolutely frothing not I'm not lying at all there's not one part of me that would ever sit back at home and be like oh my god he's out with the boys I wonder what time he's getting home oh my god like this just doesn't even go through my head like jealousy there's you just Mm. cannot if there's any sort of jealousy in the relationship at all I feel like and trust you, your gut because I have been in a relationship. Yes, and I've had, had feelings like that before. So it's not actually just me. I'd had feelings like that with an ex before. So you know when – you just know when it's right. You have got those gut yeah. feelings, so you need to trust those. Um, it and should, don't get me wrong, I feel like as well, like Paul and I, we definitely don't have the perfect relationship. We for sure argue. No like there is a, I actually – we actually recently we've got this like – whenever we get in an argument, we have this like word that we just, I don't even know where mm. it came from, but it's zing, zing. So like, if you like pissing me off, I'm like, zing, 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 zing. Zing and off. Zing off. And we <laughs> literally just piss ourselves laughing. Like you actually can't be angry. Like we couldn't, we can't be angry at each other because That's I'm so as good. pissed off as I am, like as pissed off as I am. If he comes up to me and goes, zing, zing <laughs> in my face, I'm like, it's fuck. <laughs> can't stay angry. I don't know. Have an angry word. I know. I just think you just got to be open and honest and never be passive aggressive. If you've got something on your mind, just fucking blurt it out. I love being abrupt. I love just saying, hey, this is the fucking problem. Take five seconds, then get over it completely. Like I don't want anyone. I hate it when people feel, and I'm more so like this than ever before because I think people piss me off. Life's too short. I want to fucking nip it in the butt, bite the bullet, tell that person what's up. But yep, obviously with Chump, Chump and me are always like that because we're so close. It's like me and you, Chloe, like you just you just say, hey, no, that's not going to fly. This is what's happening. And yep. then you chat about it and you get over it in literally a minute. No one's dwelling on anything. Not Everyone knows where they stand. Like nothing's, nothing's weird. So I'd say communication is massive. Do your own thing. Like, I mean, it's hard to say. I think that that's like what you were saying as well. Like self-sufficiency is massive mm. um, because you, like you have to do your own life. Like you can't like, although we do yeah. stuff and like you and Chumpy, we 
but, but both of our relationships, we are constantly doing stuff together. I think it's also important that like you live your own life. Like you, you do you, I do me. And we, we just, yeah, we, we just, just create, like create your own life. Don't wait for someone to come along and then your life suddenly begins. They don't want you. Yeah. That's, that's unattractive. You want someone who's, you know, got, got kind of their own little thing going or just confident in themselves. Like it sounds so lame, yeah. like just be confident being you before you give yourself to someone else. And don't yeah, be a clinger. There's nothing worse than a clinger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's easier said than done because some people naturally are just, you know, a bit more <laughs> they need they need to cling on. <laughs> stage yeah. five. Like, but I mean just don't like no one wants a stage five. Like, trust me, when you're playing like play I mean like guys love playing hard to get and <laughs> shit. If you're being a clinger, mm. the guy's not going to want you. Back off and pretend you're not interested and maybe they'll want you. I can't even believe I'm giving dating advice. advice. I literally, 101. I literally know nothing about dating because I've actually never dated. I've had – I literally literally haven't dated. Like, do you know what I mean? Like Tinder, like let's date and yeah. go through like dudes after Miss dudes after that. dudes. That's just, yeah, skipped all of that and went straight to the big guns. That's um, so fun. So, yeah, I can't even believe I'm giving advice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, speaking of Fisher and Paul, oh, yeah. we thought that to wrap up this season, so on episode 12 we will be wrapping up this season and we'll be having a, a few weeks break while we prepare for se- season yeah. two. But we thought a nice way to wrap that season up, we're going to get Paul on yeah, yeah. and we're going to quiz him. He doesn't want to come on, but he's, he's going to come on. So and we're going to sit here, we're going to have a chat, we're going to talk about all things him and we're going to ask him we're going <laughs> to he doesn't know yet he doesn't know yet but we're going to ask him an um an ivf quiz and see how much he he knows he knows fuck all about ivf and the female body so we're going to quiz him on it <laughs> <laughs> i hope he doesn't um, listen to this episode otherwise he's gonna like don't worry i had a thing with him the other night when i said so like how many of my episodes have actually you listened to he's just like well one or two and I'm like well do your fucking homework babe like this is my thing I go to all your shows so it's not very I'm you've got no excuses because I watch you on planes you have your headphones on you're listening to shit so it's time to like fill fill yourself in and start listening to our episodes because look we're giving him we're giving him the heads up now and he's not going to listen to this so that is not going to hopefully if anyone has any if anyone has any specific questions that they want us to ask Paul as well um, mm. the best way to send us the Paul-related questions would be probably to email us because we'll be able to compile them them easier that way. So email us at hello at darlingshine.com and we will make sure to drill him on some mm. of those. He's going to love this episode. I just know it. Exactly. He's so funny. He should be scared, very scared. Well, he's very scared because he's never done a podcast before and he was not wanting to do it. But I said, you know what, I support you, babe, you support me. <laughs> this is his debut. I feel honoured. Um, but no, there's a few um, episodes before that. So next week we're going to be getting getting into some woo woo things. We're going to be talking about signs and spirituality and you know experiences that have happened to us. So should be pretty interesting. Um, and before we go, I just wanted to remind you guys: if you like listening to us, we'd love you to go over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us. Um, we definitely read all your reviews. Some of them are hilarious. <laughs> we're taking all the so advice much. on but yeah thank you so much for all the love we really really appreciate it and we're so glad that you love listening to us so we'll speak to you next week Bye.